Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and today I thought I would come to you with an episode of things to consider before you set New Year's resolutions. This is the time of year, so when, let me have a look. This episode is due to come out on the 28th of December. So clearly, I'm not here recording this over Christmas, right? I have recorded these in advance. I sat here at the beginning of December. It's actually the 1st of December today that I'm coming to you. That's significant to this episode, by the way. I'll tell you why in a minute. But I'm coming to you today. I thought I'm, I'm going to record this episode of things to consider before you go ahead and set New Year's goals, New Year's resolutions. The reason it's... um. The reason that I said that before about it's significant that I'm recording this today is because yesterday and at the end of every single month inside the Inner Work Club, I do this thing called Connect to Yourself and it's a session where we zoom all the way out and we get clear on what's important. And every single month, at the end of every month, we zoom out, we connect to your future self And do you know, if any of you have been around here for a little while, you'll have heard me talk about this book, right? And if you've heard me talk about it, just indulge me for the next minute and a half. I believe that we, if we all think of ourselves like we have this book and it's a beautiful book, it's like this large leather bound book and it contains 96 pages because hopefully you're going to live for 96 years and each page therefore represents a year of your life. And as you flick through this book, you see that there are things that are written in permanent ink that you cannot undo, rewrite, edit. The the words are just written down there and they have nothing to do with what you would normally choose. And they are, some of them are good and some of them are awful. And these are the circumstances of your life. These are the things that are just going to happen and they're out of your control. But then the rest of the book, is full of blank space. And that blank space is for you, the the holder of the pen, to define what you will do with this life that you have. And my hope, my objective, my ambition is that I can remove anything that is in your way from living the life that you want to live and really thriving in life and business. Hence the reason why I call my business name Thrive Life and Business. Anyway, What that has led to is me um, creating the Thrive First Method, which is something that we practice inside the Inner Work Club. And part of that is every month we get together and we do connect to yourself. So we zoom out, we connect to what is important to you, get clear on that. And we're zooming out to connect to your future self. And I facilitate this session whereby my clients are connecting to a bit of a magic wand future self. It's like a little bit like if I was holding a magic wand and I could just make it happen, what would you want that to look like? What would you want that to feel like? And let's have a little walk around your life and see and feel what that would feel like. And um, it really is a really special exercise because although that sounds very uh, vague and lofty and a bit fluffy in a way, what we then do is we bring it right back down to earth and hold this space for seeing the woods from the trees, looking at where your feet right are right now, in the here and now, whatever month it is in, in the upcoming month for you. And we set an intention for one month, for one month. 
And we don't use this session to figure out the how. We don't, we just set, in this session, we just set the intention. And it defies all sort of normal goal setting logic because normally with setting a goal, you would normally sit down and figure out the steps. But what I find very often, particularly for those in business that I work with, they're (laughs) self-admitted control freaks. And so they want to know the how, but in wanting to know the how in each step in this moment, they sort of, it limits what they believe is possible for them because they can't see the steps. And so what we do in this session is we just focus on what is it that you want? And then when we come together each Monday morning for hour one, which you've probably heard me talk about numerous times, then we figure out each week what your high value activity going to be towards that intention. And that's what we do every week, as well as other stuff like organizing yourself, getting your mind and your heart set up for the week, giving yourself the what you need to thrive first, all of the things. So it's a whole thing. And what it made me think of was those of you who don't do the work with me, you are out there being probably at the moment heavily influenced by the noise of the world with its New Year's resolutions parties and goal setting parties and this parties and fucking whatever. And it made me think, do you know what? If we're not if we're not going to work together, then I want to give you my input into what I think that you should consider when it comes to setting New Year's goals, setting New Year's resolutions. I don't have an issue with them. I, what I do have an issue with is the fact that there are often things overlooked that I'm going to bring to your attention in this episode today that I think you really should consider. You really should consider. So really simply, there's three things. I'm sure I could have included more and made this episode more complicated, but I just want to keep it simple and short because you are having your Christmas break at the moment and I just want to join you on your dog walk or your half an hour of peace and quiet away from the family that you're in each other's pockets with over this period, which is lovely. Let's have it right. It is lovely, but it's very overwhelming. So I hope that I can be with you during this time, giving you something of value. So let's get stuck in. Three things that I really want you to consider when it comes to setting New Year's goals, New Year's resolutions, whatever you want to call them. Okay. Number one, don't overlook the stories or the conditioning that make you buy out before you've even begun. Okay. Here's what I mean. Let's say that you are setting a New Year's goal or a New Year's resolution. Um, and there are probably things that you think about yourself and what is possible for you and what is probable for you before you've even set that goal. So think about the things that you th- <laughs> think about the things that you think about yourself that you don't realize that you think about yourself. That's a really hard thing to do. So let me give you some examples. You might be, it's, these are like the stories, what I'm trying to raise your awareness to is these are the, the kinds of stories that you would find yourself saying to someone and it comes out of your mouth and you're like, oh, I didn't realize I thought that about myself. Or these could be the kinds of things that you say about yourself on repeat that you're so used to thinking about yourself in that way, you don't even think to question it, right? So let's say you're having a conversation with your mate and you say, oh, but I never stick to anything. And it's this like flippant comment that you just say, it just passes you by. And then you, before you've like, before you've even finished your sentence, you've moved on to the next thing. I want you to think about the things that you don't even think to question that you hold to be true about yourself that are not objective truth. 
It's not. If you say, oh, I can't ever be, like I've had clients who've said, oh, well, I've got ADHD and I can't be consistent. Or even I haven't got ADHD and I'm just, I just can't be consistent. That's not objectively true. It's not objectively true. And you might say about yourself, oh, I'm just, um, I'm trying to think of another example off the top of my head. You might say to yourself, oh, I'm just really shit at sticking to things. No, that's the same thing. Whatever it is that you think about yourself, right? I'm just a people pleaser. That's another really common one. I'm just a people pleaser. Whatever it is that you think about yourself that goes unquestioned, either because it's the belief is so deeply rooted in you, you think it's a fact, or you just haven't thought to question it. Before you go ahead and set your New Year's resolutions, your New Year's goals, I want you to think about and not overlook the stories, beliefs, and conditioning that you hold to be true about yourself that make you buy out before you've even begun. Because what this will inevitably lead into is these identity statements that you you just treat them as fact. You don't even think to question them. What you'll, what you'll, if you overlook them, what you'll therefore be overlooking also is all of the things that you do, all of the th- decisions that you make, all of the actions that you do and don't like you avoid, all of the habits, all of your behavioral traits that are automatic. You'll be overlooking all of them because you have overlooked this thing you hold to be true about yourself. So I want to give you an example. Let's say that you have, are going to set the goal of, you know what, this year I'm going to start and finish work on time and I'm really going to uphold my boundaries around this. If you don't, if you overlook the fact that you also hold to be true that, oh, I'm just a real people pleaser, underneath the surface, so think about the iceberg, underneath the surface, these two things are going to be in conflict with each other. They're going to be in, they're going to be competing with each other without your knowledge. And you're going to find this really hard to do. And you're going to question why. And it's because you've overlooked the thing that you think about yourself. So number one, before you go ahead and set that new year's goal, I want you to first off, just spend some time with, well, what do I think about myself in relation to that thing? And I'm not saying you even need to change it. I'm just saying you need to be aware of it. That's all. Let's say your New Year's resolution is, um, I want to eat really healthy foods, you know, every single week from January the 8th onwards. Because <laughs> it's never the first, right? Let's have it right. It's never the first. Because <laughs> so you've got all of that leftover food. Let's say... <laughs> Let's say that you have decided that that's what you want to do. You want to eat really healthy. That's what you want to do. But you've got this underlying story, this conditioning that says, oh, well, you know, we just don't, I just don't stick to things. They're going to be in competition with each other. And I need you to, I need you to not overlook that because you don't have to change it. You don't have to um, do all of the work on yourself to make that not true anymore or make yourself not believe that about yourself. You just have to be very aware of it. And if I might, if I may recommend, I just want you to think about um, the way you speak to yourself about that thing. So instead of saying, oh, I'm just a people pleaser, just start saying to yourself, just start noticing it and start going, I was a real people pleaser. I'm really trying hard not to be. Or 
I was someone who just couldn't stick to anything. I'm really trying hard on that at the moment. Just allow yourself the um, growth and the grace and the um, the way that you speak to yourself to be something whereby you see it as who you have been and behavioral traits that you have been displaying. And instead of being like clinging onto this identity for dear life, just notice it and allow yourself the freedom to evolve. That's all. Okay, point number two. Uh, what thought experiences my oh fucking hell, right? Okay, this is a this is a good point. Before you go ahead and set a New Year's goal or a New Year's resolution, are they the same thing? I don't know. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean. I want you to consider, okay, so I'm saying to myself, this is my New Year's goal. I'm finally, I finally want to get a new job. I've had enough. Or I finally want to show up in my business and really, you know, go for it and market whatever it is for you, right? I want you to think about what thoughts or experiences might come up as you pursue that goal. This is, again, like everything that I'm saying in this episode are all things that we do in the Inner Work Club. So every month I am facilitating this exact work, but not only this, but these are three of the parts of the sessions that I hold and I'm giving them to you in this episode. So what I mean by this point is what unwanted, uncomfortable, shitty thoughts and experiences might come up as you pursue that goal? So as an example, you might be, what did I, what example did I use? Get a new job. Okay. So you might, um, let's say that is your new year's goal. I want to get a new job. Cool. Or I want to finally go for it in my business. Cool. Okay. So if I think about what uncomfortable, shitty, negative experiences might I face whilst I am on my way to the goal, it could be that I, you know, I recognize, oh, I might face some rejection. Oh, I might face some um, limiting beliefs around uh, how much money I can go for that I'm worth, you know. The reason why I want you to be, like, raise your awareness to these things, be really aware of what unwanted, uncomfortable and shitty things in either your experiences out there or and or your thoughts. The reason why I want you to raise your awareness to these and actually list them out is because what I see happen before people come and do my work is they don't consider these things and then they experience the unwanted, negative, shitty thoughts or experiences. And the worst thing happens, they take it as a sign that it's going wrong. They take it as a sign to stop or they take it as a sign that it's not working. And that's not necessarily the case. Let's take the other example that I used where your New Year's goal is, I'm really going to go for it in my business. I'm really going to put myself out there, show up, be visible, get marketing, really stand behind what I do. Well, it might be fair to say then that one of the things that might come up is people criticizing you. One of the things that like as an experience, it might be fair to say that one of the things that might come up is you um, going, oh my God, I feel like a right tit or oh, I'm really self-conscious of the way that I sound. If, if you don't consider this, you could be forgiven to take those things that you're experiencing as signs that it's not working, as signs that it's going wrong. What I want you to consider is, actually, no, these are all signs of progress. 
that you are actually taking action towards your goal. So if you are coming across the fact, what did I use then? That, oh, I'm so self-conscious the way that I sound and, oh, this is really cringe or, oh, I'm getting criticized. When these things happen, these are a sign that you are actually doing the things towards your goal. You are making progress towards your goal. It's not always going to be good. It's not always going to feel good. And it's not, you're not always going to have positive, lovely, happy experiences. Not when you're doing things towards something that you've potentially never done before or a goal that you, you know, is really stretching you and making, you know, taking you outside of your normal zone of comfort. So I want you instead of seeing it as, oh my God, this means that everything's going wrong. This means that I'm doing something wrong. I want you instead to go, cool, how is this a sign of my progress? You know, that that example that I gave you before about uh, I, you know, I really want to get a new job. Let's say that you do face rejection. Let's say you send your CV out to 20 different places and you receive 20 no's. You would be totally forgiven in thinking, well, fuck, this means that it's a sign to stop. It's a sign that it's not working. Or you could see it as, I have gone for this 20 times. This, these are all signs of progress. And from that place, you can get curious. It's I've sent it out 20 times. I've received 20 no's. There's clearly something that could be done differently. There's clearly some way that I could do something more or less or differently. What is that? How can I use this as information? Maybe I'll get curious. Maybe I'll start asking for feedback. Maybe I'll start changing this or um, adapting that. But it it isn't a sign to stop. It's a sign that you are making progress. If you weren't making progress, you wouldn't be experiencing those things. So how can they possibly be signs that it's not working or you should stop? And I suppose to summarize point two, I want you to, instead of seeing the unwanted, uncomfortable, shitty thoughts and experiences as your sign that it's not happening, it's not working, you should stop and turn around and give up, I want you to notice your signs of making progress and spot them in advance, right? Spot them in advance. What do you think might come up that you might want to usually avoid whilst you're on your way to this thing? And the third and final point is um, overlooking the support that you'll require. And that support is twofold, the self-support and also the support from things and people outside of you. So let me just clarify each each of those three points. Quite often, well, to be honest, before, before when my clients first come and do my work, the majority, no, everyone says, I've never thought about this before. I've never thought about the support that I will need in order to go after this thing. I've only ever thought, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to achieve that? As opposed to, what support will I need to enable me to achieve that? It's sort of why it's called the Thrive First Method, <laughs> you know? And so what I mean here, I've said three things, haven't I? The, the support from yourself, the support from others, as in people, and the support from things. Right, let me clarify each of those things. Self-support. I want, I want you to be in a position where you do define what you want. You do define the outcome that you want and you consider it from where you are 
and you consider what self-support will I need in order to go after that, in order to achieve that, in order to bring that into my life. So um, as an example, if what examples have I used in this episode? Let's think about it. Okay. Let's take the healthy eating example that I used before. I really want to concentrate on my health in 2024. And I think that's really important. And therefore I'm going to start eating really healthily. Cool. What self-support will you need in order to do that? Well, the self-support that people think they need is things like, I'll need to schedule time for my weekly shopping. And like, they start, and I'm like, I'm taking the piss, but I'm also not overlooking the fact that people don't usually go as deep as, okay, so I'll need the self-support that says, normally where I'd skip lunch um, because I am normally feeling like and thinking that I'm too busy in order to take care of myself, I'll need the self-support um, that makes sure that I build in the buffer time to allow me the time for the discomfort that will come up when I prioritize myself. A lot of the time people overlook the self-support and what I mean by self-support is where what discomfort will come up within you what will feel, where will you feel resistance? Where will you feel like, eh, I don't, <laughs> that's the noise that I always make. Like if I'm on a coaching call with clients, I'll be like, what, tell me what part of this is making you go like, because eh. <laughs> it's, it's the noise inside of me. When I feel resistance, it's like, eh. <laughs> and I want to know what self-support are you going to factor in? And do you know what? It's fair to say that sometimes we don't even know. We don't even know what self-support we're going to need. It's just sometimes having an awareness of that self-support is required. You know, sometimes some really shitty self-loathing thoughts come up on our way to a goal. Um, you know, thoughts like I don't deserve it or thoughts like who the fuck do I think I am anyway? And this is what I mean by giving yourself that self-support is allowing yourself to be the guardian of your highest good. It's something we talk about inside the inner work club is um, by osmosis. What I hope I'm giving my clients is the ability to be the, the guardian of their highest good. A guardian of your highest good is someone, hopefully you've had one of these in your life. Hopefully you've still got one of these in your life. It's that person or those people who, when you're having a wobble, they sort of look you in the eye and they grab you by the face and they say, hey, you deserve this and remember who you are and stop being a dickhead to yourself. And do you know what? I love you and you are worth it. And sometimes we forget that we can be the guardian of our own highest good. And so we sort of have to normalize that sometimes these self-loathing, negative, shitty thoughts about your worthiness will come up because that's like old conditioning and it's old ways of being. And these are things that we're unlearning. But whilst we're on our way using our life and business as our uh, curriculum, our playground upon which to practice our own evolution, we have to also realize that we need the self-support to combat those shitty thoughts. Uh, and that that is what I'm asking you to, to factor in. The second type of support is other people's. So I know that we have been brought up to believe that, you know, we shouldn't share our goals in case we, like, don't tell people you're taking your driving test in case you fail. Like, we've been brought up to 
uh, carry a lot of shame around not achieving. And I really want with my clients and you guys to start normalizing trying and, and dreaming and having ambitions and it not always going right, but um, us being really proud of ourselves for the for the journey in the in the progress of that thing because whether you achieve it or not you will have grown and you will have learned and you will have gained experiences and in my personal view we never really fail until we decide that we're going to stop we either learn things or we have made progress in other ways that we couldn't have known about when we set the goal like it's the goal achievement is the cherry on the cake the process and the journey is actually much more important in terms of the book of your life that I mentioned at the top of the episode. So support from other people, just have a think. Like if you are, if you know you've got a goal and the goal is really important to you and you're thinking, oh, well, these are the stumbling blocks, like going back to my previous um, points, overlooking the stories and conditioning that make you buy out before you've even begun. Maybe you're going to want to share your goal with someone else and say, look, I've got this goal, but I know it's going to be really challenging. I really want your support. Can you support me? And you'll be surprised. Like if if your goal in 2024 is to run a marathon, for example, and you say, do you know what, friend? I've really got this goal on my heart, but I'm really going to need your support. Can you fill in the blank? Can you run with me on a Wednesday? Or do you mind looking after the kids for me once every fortnight? Or, um, you know, do you, whatever that looks like for you, the practical support, the emotional support, ask for it. Too many of us are wandering around in life and business. Like we're some sort of silo that we don't, like it's a, it's a shameful thing to need each other. We are interdependent creatures, which means independent means I exist on my own in a silo. And if I win, I win. And if I lose, it's on me. And dependency means you must be there for me. You must show up for me. And if I win, I I credit it to you. And if I lose, I blame you. Interdependence means we can de- we we are codependent on each other in in a in a healthy way to achieve and it interdependence is a codependence make it makes it sound unhealthy interdependence is about um recognizing that we achieve more when we go together we achieve more when we ask for the support we achieve more and we have a better experience when we ask for the support. So ask for the support. And then final final point on that is I said before, and sometimes the things to support you, people join the Inner Work Club a lot of the time because it gives them this gentle, flexible, supportive structure that holds them accountable. You know, one, connect to yourself session a, a month, get together every Monday for hour one. Like there's a there's a rhythm to it. And I think that that rhythm to it is a example of a structure that works, a flexible, non-confining cadence and a cadence of accountability. And I want you to look at, if you're not going to join and if you're not going to work with me in 2024, I want you to look out for the things that can be supportive to you too. Can you use systems, processes to support you? 
So can you use your calendar to support you? I know that for some of my clients, they use Calendly to allow people to book in calls with them. And I'm like, cool. So choose when you're not going to be free then. And they're like, what? <laughs> like it's some sort of um, crazy idea that they're not free. And I'm like, well, you've said to me that you don't want to work Fridays. And yet I can see that your calendar is open on a Friday. Book it out. This is what I mean. Systemize. Look at the systems and the processes that can support your goals and use them. Like use your calendar to support your goals. Use the food delivery service to support your goals if it means that you want some time back. Whatever, <laughs> that was a random one, but whatever system and process is supportive of you, use it. Use it. Don't overlook the support required to get you from where you are now to where you need to be. And that's not just physical. Consider things that come up inside of you like resistance. Consider the grace and compassion that you're going to need when you regress, when you've got your goal and you're making your progress towards it and you fuck up. Sometimes we can be really harsh on ourselves. Maybe you're going to need support in those times. So in summary, I really hope that what this episode has done, I'm going to try and keep it under and at half an hour. So I've got one minute of the episode left. Let me wrap it up. Um, in summary, I hope that this episode has given you the three things to consider before you go ahead and set your new year's goals. Number one, over, don't overlook the stories and conditioning that make you buy out before you've even begun. Do not overlook that. Raise your awareness to it. Number two, Think about what unwanted, uncomfortable, shitty thoughts and experiences might naturally come up along the way. And instead of seeing them as signs to stop or that it's not working or it's going wrong, start to shift your perspective to see it as a sign of progress, natural sign of progress. And number three, do not overlook the support that you need, the self-support, the support from others and the support from systems and processes in your life. I hope this has served you. Happy New Year. I look forward to more episodes on the Inner Work Conversation with you in 2024. Thank you so much for being here all year and even um, in this episode and all year and next year too. It's so lovely to be able to present you with these episodes, with this information, and I hope it serves you. So cheers and my coffee with you to that. Please never forget I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too. <laughs>